0: So the Blue Jays' long journey to finding a home has reached its end. The Jays will play their home games at Buffalo's Salem Field. A lot of work went into this process, and by all accounts, the ballpark should be up to the task of hosting Major League Baseball for the remainder of this season.
1: One of the objectives, you know, we definitely got from Ross and and Charlie was like, make this feel as close to home as you can. It's not gonna look like home exactly, but anything you can do to make it look like home,
0: It's a ballpark with a lot of history and local flavor and some stories worth hearing. Let's find out a little bit more about it, how the ballpark plays, and of course, what's been done to get it ready for Major League Baseball. I'm Dan Shulman, and this is A Swing and a Belt.
1: Looking up at the wall, home run! Kevin Bizio puts it into the second row of the Bully Hill Party Deck to extend the Bison's lead, five nothing. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hits a no doubt home run over the left field wall, and the Bison's take an eight to four lead.
0: Mike Buchkowski is the president of Rich Baseball Operations, which oversees three minor league baseball teams, including the Buffalo Bison's. And Mike, or Booch, as he's known locally in Buffalo. Has been with the Bisons for 33 seasons in various capacities. So no one, and I mean no one, can give us more insight into the city and the ballpark, Salem Field, than Mike. Mike, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Dan. Are you guys ready down there? Here it comes. Yeah, here it comes, (laughs) ready or not. We will be. We
1: we will be few very last minute touches to to put on at Salem Field and we'll be ready to go for the first game.
0: I know a fair bit about what's been done, but of course, until the umpire yells, play ball and it's on TV and then, you know, then we'll all find out uh, a lot more about what's been done. But take us back a little bit. How long ago did this start to become a realistic possibility that the Blue Jays were going to play in Buffalo?
1: Well, I think the first time that it became just a possibility was when, you know, the state of Florida really had the outbreaks of COVID, which at the time would have been the Blue Jays backup plan. Weren't they able to play in in Canada? You know, and then when that happened, one of the first times that it was mentioned to us is that we should think about the possibility of playing major league games in Buffalo. And the process went on and uh, couldn't play in Canada. Then it looked like it was going to be Pittsburgh for a while and then the possibility of playing in Baltimore. But all at the same time, Dan, we had been talking with the Blue Jays regularly because the taxi squad, the depth squad was going to be uh, in Buffalo. Um, so we had been preparing a lot of the player spaces for that depth squad. But then uh, Ross Atkins called me uh, one morning at about 1030 in the morning and said that we are coming to Buffalo. <laughs> and I said to visit. And he said, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're coming to play, we're coming to play Major League Baseball in, in Buffalo and from then on it's been a whirlwind to get us to today but uh, exciting times and certainly
0: exciting times for for Buffalo and Western New York. You know, one of the things that interests me the most about this is the ballpark itself. It was designed by HOK, which is now known as Populous, and I think even casual baseball fans may know that HOK as it used to be known designed a lot of ballparks, Camden Yards, Progressive Field, Petco Park, some of the most beautiful ballparks that we have in Major League Baseball. But what I didn't know is that maybe their first baseball project was what is now known as Salem Field back in 1988 when Robert Rich was trying to bring Major League Baseball to Buffalo. Can you tell me a little bit about the ballpark and is it as retro as it is described as being? yes it really
1: is retro and and if you go all the way back to those years i think we broke ground in 1986 you know and and back then there there were not a whole lot of new minor league baseball parks being built and this one was really the first major ballpark in the minor leagues that was going to be built downtown it was not going to be built you know way out it was going to fit into the buildings and i remember dan that a lot of people in buffalo first had objections about the site because we are in the middle of an historic district. One of the cool stories is across the street from the ballpark behind home plate is the Ellicott Square building. And it's a historic landmark for a long time. But it was the hotel in the movie The Natural with Robert mm. Redford. Hmm. Hotel shots were, were filmed there. And there's many others. There's a, there's a post office that's behind the third base stands that is now a community college. And so people were concerned that... Well, you're going to build this brand new looking baseball stadium in the middle of this district and hok at the time came up with the design to make it look older kind of like ebbets field from the outside but have at the time some the newer amenities and no pole sitting in front of a seat that you could be blocked your view would be blocked And, and so yeah they really made it fit in and made it look like it had been here a long time and that was really the beginning for HOK of many, many, as you mentioned, major league parks and then minor league ballparks. And 28 years later, we became the oldest ballpark in our league in 28 years. So many other communities and many other uh, cities were able to look at what was done in Buffalo and then were able to uh,
0: you know, replicate
1: that in their communities.
0: So it's, it's a big ballpark by AAA standards. It has over 16,000 seats. Was that in the hopes of getting a major league team and then expanding the seating after, or did they know at some point during construction they weren't going to get a major league team, so they capped it at 16,000? I don't know if you know what I'm getting about. What kind of plans were there? Because for major league baseball, you need more than 16. Was there a plan to build another deck on top if they got a team? There was, There was exactly that was to build another deck.
1: And actually when it opened, our capacity was 19,500. We had more bleachers in the outfield that are no longer there. We then at one point even added on to the bleachers. The the capacity got as high as 21,000 for a couple of years. But still, that wouldn't have met the the major league requirements. And an an upper deck would have went on. It would have wrapped around from foul pole to foul pole, a little bit past the right field foul pole. And that would have brought the capacity to about 40,000, 41,000. And so, yeah, the footprint is very big here, but that was because the at one point we're hoping to
0: add on. So the footprint had to be big to be able to handle the weight of adding an upper deck. Has that larger footprint helped you and helped the Blue Jays with all the things that you've needed to do in the last two and a half weeks to get this ballpark ready for Major League Baseball? For sure it has, uh, Dan. It's uh, to get it ready to even play a Major League game
1: in normal times, there would have been a lot of work to do, but now when you add in the protocols that need to be in place for the player's safety and, and being able to spread them out in all of the areas that they occupy, whether it's the, the dugouts or the bullpens or the clubhouses, training rooms, weight rooms, nutrition rooms, they've been able to take advantage of our very large uh, footprint to be able to safely provide those areas for not only the, the Blue Jays, but for the visiting team as well.
0: So is it a combination, Mike, of Blue Jay people from Toronto, Blue Jay people from Dunedin, and Bison's people, obviously, from Buffalo? Are there three really kind of distinct groups that are working together on all of this?
1: There really are, and that's exactly it. And the Blue Jays uh, folks have been here now for a couple of weeks, and they've been amazing. And they've been working closely with you know the people that are putting up these temporary areas, uh, designing them. I think when people get a sneak peek of what has been done here, it's beautiful what they've done. The way the Blue Jays have reimagined the space and they've worked with Major League Baseball and being able to put this together, it's an impressive place. And I I think the Blue Jays players are going to come here and hopefully feel at home and, and be happy with what's been done here. And we're looking forward to that beginning tonight.
0: And of course, a number of the players who will play for the Blue Jays have played in Buffalo before, obviously, with the Bisons being the AAA affiliate. So apparently, they're the ones where the staff are most excited to see how they react because they've been there before. If you were a player who had been there before, Mike, and you walked in now, do you think there's enough significant change that you'd kind of be blown away by what you're seeing? No doubt, Dan. I've said to
1: people, even if you were a Bisons person that's worked here, if you closed your eyes and then were brought into the ballpark, and you opened them, you might think you're in the Rogers Center, just in the areas that the graphics and the attention to detail to make it look like as close as we can to being Toronto's home. And whether that's the colors of the wall pads or the the lockers that have been brought in for players. And like I said, the graphics on the wall and just every little touch that they've thought of is really something I think, yeah, you're right, especially the guys that were here last year. They might not recognize
0: the ballpark when they show up. I know a lot of work went into the field, specifically the infield and the grass behind the plate and a little bit into the outfield. So I, I guess maybe in that area and other areas, have you been able to bring back some of your own employees, some Bisons people who had to be you know, temporarily furloughed because of the pandemic? Have you been able to bring some of them back and give them jobs again through all of this? We have,
1: Dan, and that's been a tremendous benefit. Of it. You know, the minor league season was postponed in June and, and most minor league operations pretty much shut down. And unfortunately, we did have to furlough people. But yeah, now with this going on, we needed we needed a lot of hands on deck to be able to transform Salem Field from what it was, a very good AAA ballpark into an area that can host major league games. And uh, so that's been a nice thing to be able to, to welcome a number of our associates back to and not only to welcome them back but but to have them be part of what has happened here you know for for buffalo locally you know this is a historic event you know yesterday we did a press conference with our mayor and And the city and the region, I can tell you how excited they are, even though they know they can't come and watch the games. They're just so excited that Buffalo is going to be the grounds for which a regular season game is played. And uh, I know a lot of people have gone out to get their Blue Jays merchandise, and a lot of people have signed up for MLB TV to be able to, you know, follow along and see what our ballpark looks while two major league teams are playing.
0: So would you say, because Buffalo's been the home for, as the AAA affiliate for other teams as well, hasn't been with Toronto forever, but would you say there are a lot of Blue Jay fans living in Buffalo? Oh, yes, there certainly are. You know, on a a
1: good day, you know, you can make the drive from ballpark to ballpark in a couple hours if you don't hit too much traffic. People from Buffalo have been going to Toronto games since the exhibition stadium games and and, uh, now annually make trips up to see the Blue Jays play and, and vice versa. Dan, we have... Over the past six or seven years that we've been a Blue Jays affiliate, about 25 percent of the people that buy individual game tickets for Bison's games are from Southern Ontario. And so it's been a, a great partnership back and forth. You know, Buffalo and Toronto. In normal times, people cross the Peace Bridge a lot, whether it's for shopping or entertainment and and so now the Bisons were just another reason for Canadians to come down to, uh, to see Buffalo.
0: Right. Just hockey. Nobody gets along with each other, but no, in, every, no. in every other way we can get along with each other. <laughs> <Exactly. So. laughs> how many zoom calls, how many conference calls a day are you on? You must be busy.
1: We really have, but it's kind of uh, the conference calls have kind of slowed as the deadline approached and, and it was, uh, you know, well, we could have another zoom call to talk about it or we could just try to get it done. And uh <laughs> Uh, you know, like I said earlier, I can't say enough for people like Marnie Starkman, who's been here to to quarterback, you know, this project and Brian Blue, and I'm Mm going to leave people out, I know, but several Blue Jays people. And, you know, it's always been a great partnership. We have worked with the Blue Jays as their affiliate, not just on players, but on different advertising programs and sharing of resources and, and helping to market each other in our communities. And this is uh, goes way beyond that and has really, I think, gone a long way to strengthen what has already been a
0: terrific partnership. Let's talk baseball a little bit. You've been there as long as anybody. How does the park play?
1: Park plays very fair, I-, I think. We're right in the middle of our of the international league in terms of home runs. I wouldn't say that it's a it's a home run park. It's 325 down the lines. Uh, left center is 371, uh, 404 to straight away center. Right field's a little shorter, it's 367 in the alleys and then again 325. And part of the reason it's a little shorter and right is the wind predominantly blows from right field to left field because Lake Erie is, you know, a stone's throw really away from the ballpark so the predominant wind comes off the lake does favor right-handed hitters always has in, in terms of power but i think it plays very fair
0: well blue jays have a lot of right-handed hitters some of them have been there so maybe guys like guriel and hernandez and Vladdy will be excited to hear that the ballpark favors right-handed hitters w- what about for people or broadcasters like buck and myself who will be looking at the ballpark from afar is there anything that stands out what will they notice when they watch a game on tv from buffalo Well, I think you'll notice, you know,
1: besides the the temporary tenting for dugouts and bullpens that you normally wouldn't see, I think you'll notice in left field uh, beyond the home run fence, there is a giant 60-foot screen that was erected to stop the baseballs from landing on what is called Oak Street because Oak Street is a main thoroughfare that takes you to the 190. And I'm looking right now at the sign, 190 North, Peace Bridge, Niagara Falls. Or you go 190 South towards Albany and Erie. So it's a lot of traffic there. Our ballpark is fit between city streets and eventually out, as you see out in center field, the throughway entrance. On wider shots, you'll see some of the old history of Buffalo. The grain mills are off into the distance Uh, You might be able to see out toward right field, a a big building. It's the tallest building in Buffalo is next to the ballpark and not too far away. I don't, not sure you'll see it from the camera shot is the arena where the Buffalo Sabres play. So, Mm You'll be able to see a little bit of the downtown area and how nestled in this ballpark really is.
0: Well, I wish we could be there, but I know uh, Troy Claire, our director, and the rest of the crew, and the and the Camber people who are on site in Buffalo, there are some Buffalo people, some Pittsburgh people, Toronto people back here. It'll be a collaborative effort from a television perspective as well, and I know the shots will be great. Last question I had for you, Mike, is we can't forget the big picture here, which is, the pandemic, and now you've got a bunch of people coming into Buffalo who are coming from other places, and everybody wants to stay safe. So, as much as you can, how is Buffalo doing with COVID? Are people adhering to all the protocols? Uh, you know, do you see masks everywhere? Where's Buffalo at right now in terms of fighting this pandemic?
1: Buffalo is doing very well in terms of fighting the pandemic. We're part of Erie County and the numbers continue to go down in terms of tests that are positive, in terms of hospitalizations, and in terms of death. New York State is doing exceptionally well, and as as you know, at the the outset, New York, especially New York City, was really hit hard, but New York State has really done a great job. Western New York has done a great job. You know, I've talked to some of the Blue Jays uh, staff that are here, and a few of them mentioned that they get the feeling that it's much like Toronto. You just don't see people not wearing masks in, in Buffalo. They're, they're very diligent about it. Uh, they know, I think, that this is the way to be able to live safely and to and to open up. We've done such a good job that many of the businesses that were initially closed have been allowed to open, granted with restrictions, uh, but they have been allowed to open. and. That's the way we want to keep it, whether there was Toronto Blue Jays baseball here or not. But but I do think that the Blue Jays are coming to an area that is taking this very seriously uh, every day.
0: That's great to hear. Safety first for both the players and everybody who lives in Buffalo, of course. Baseball second, but we all love baseball. It's what we do, and we're excited to see the Blue Jays uh, take on the Marlins and other teams as they come to Salem Field. Mike, thank you so much. This has been great. I learned a lot today. You're going to hear it on the air. I'm going to steal your stuff and use it, but I'll give you credit. You get all the credit for for all the information, but (laughs) I, I really appreciate it. Enjoy having the Blue Jays in Buffalo. Okay, we will, Dan. Thank you. So it sounds like Buffalo is not only ready, it's excited to host the Blue Jays over the next seven weeks or so. And I, for one, am really looking forward to seeing what Salem Field looks like what it was before, and now what's been done to it to aid in distancing, safety, and of course, get it up to Major League standards for both the Blue Jays and their opponents. It's home for the summer of 2020, and let's hope the Blue Jays can make the most of it. Thanks for listening as always. A Swing in a Belt is produced by Christian Ryan. I'm Dan Shulman, and we'll see you again next time.